0: You're listening to Bite Size Confessional, a segment of Grad School Confessional, where we take a deep dive into a humorous, controversial, or thought-provoking confession from a real grad student in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Dr. Yoa Sway. I'd like to welcome back my co-host, Anna. Anna, in the spirit of Halloween, today's Bite Size Confessional is both a trick and a treat. The trick is that this will be our last Bite sized Confessional, at least for a little while. The treat is that we're whipping up a whole new kind of content behind the scenes. We're hopping onto that Gen Z bandwagon and are planning to live stream our content on Twitch. So not only will you be able to hear our wonderful voices, you'll also get to see our wonderful voices as well.
1: Plus, you'll be able to interact with us during the live stream. And we'll still be posting all of our live stream content, so no worries if you miss out.
0: No changes to our Sunday episodes though, so you can still expect a full-size confessional every week. Now, all that said, today's bite sized confessional is a bit different in that I can tell you whose confession it is, because it's mine. (laughs) It's about a time during my master's that I really felt was a pivotal moment and changed how I perceived and treated my graduate degree. As I recall, I wasn't really supposed to do a master's, at least not where I thought I was going to do it. See, I originally applied to three different master's programs at the university that I did my undergrad at, and we got rejected from all three. In fact, my master's supervisor ended up being related to my best friend's dad, and I only ended up chatting with him because his dad mentioned he was looking for a student. Perhaps because of this, I initially didn't take my master's very seriously. It's not that I didn't do what I was supposed to or skipped class or anything, but I definitely treated it more as an extension of my undergrad rather than a graduate program manifested as being fairly relaxed with meeting times. I think a couple of times I showed up five or ten minutes late to a lab meeting. No big deal, I thought. It's not like my supervisor really seemed to mind all that much. They were still really supportive and patient. It wasn't until one morning, the morning of our bi-weekly lab meeting, that it had slipped my mind once again that we were meeting. I woke up casually to a text from the other master's student asking if I was coming to lab meeting. I panicked. Immediately, I put on clothes, hopped on my bike, and made it to campus in a time that would put Lance Armstrong to shame. And remember, he was on drugs. Anyway, I make it to the meeting, and quietly try to stroll in during the middle of someone else's presentation. Afterwards, I ask good questions and am super attentive in the way that only someone who's trying to look like they're paying attention would do. Nothing seems amiss. It wasn't until after lab meeting was over and everyone was packing up that I heard the dreaded words. Yoa, can you come with me? What happened next is a bit of a blur. I remember being taken to the adjacent room and feeling my heart in my throat, but I still remember the words my supervisor said many, many years later in a voice that I can only describe as being as close to yelling without actually yelling. He said, being late at this level is unacceptable. I won't tolerate it. It won't happen again. And to his credit, he was right. I was never late for any meeting with him ever again. I remember my initial reaction was very defensive. and I was creating all these excuses in my mind for why being late wasn't this serious or how this was somehow someone else's fault. But even later that day, I saw the real meaning in what he was saying and how it was about taking myself more seriously. And that message has continued to pay dividends to this day, not just for my career, but for how I live my life. I downloaded the Google Calendar app later that day and have never looked back.
1: You're, like, the most punctual person I know.
0: Yeah. Do I I have
1: your master's supervisor to (laughs) thank for that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Honestly. I think to an extent, like, it was really formative in that way. And very scary. Very scary, too.
1: I feel like this is literally the pilot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine when Jake doesn't want to wear a tie. And it's like, (laughs) I get it. We're a team. And your realization was like, I get it. I'm... A graduate student now, which, you know, comes with a level of professionalism that you can only expect from a 22-year-old.
0: Yeah, no, seriously, though, like, I kind of give myself a bit of credit here. Like, I was 22, and I was just, like, fresh out of undergrad. Fresh out of undergrad. Oh, please, What, it was. (laughs) Let's put it this way. When I was thinking about the essential things to bring to furnish my uh, room in my Mm -hmm. house, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to have to bring my Nintendo Wii U. Like, that was one of the things I absolutely had to bring. I had, like, a single bed. And I was like, yeah, single bed, Nintendo Wii U.
1: (laughs) Weren't you sleeping on three mattresses at one point?
0: Yeah, I know. In the last year, my undergrad, I had three mattresses. It's just, like, on top of each other, and they weren't even the same size. (laughs) It was, like, this pyramid of mattresses (laughs) super comfy though very hot would not recommend it actually yeah but i don't know like i think i think this could have gone very differently like my master supervisor could have not like brought it up at all and then i would have continued to kind of find out the hard way some other way i'm sure but i really appreciated him like pulling me aside and recognizing that like you know you can't do this it's not cool
1: okay but the funniest thing is that I know your master's supervisor and subsequent doctoral supervisor. And I also know that he's a very, like, non-confrontational person. Yeah. So now I just imagine him being like, I have to call him out on it, but I really don't want to. So it's this really uncomfortable experience for the both of
0: you. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny, too, because I remember he literally just said it. Those three things. That, that, that. And then just left. Like, no, he didn't oh God, even God, give me time to respond. Oh, my so
1: stressed. He's like, okay, it's done. I did my responsibility as a supervisor. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm
0: yeah. Out. But it worked, you know? It really worked. And, like, I don't know. I found it really difficult at first, like I mentioned, to not take it personally. And to not be like, wow, I'm the worst. Or, wow, like, I'm, I really, like, messed but you this up. you and- were
1: the worst. You were late. Okay. And that's
0: unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I would have kicked you out. I would have been like, you're done really not even like a not even like a warning eh
1: no what
0: that's so mean
1: i i am ill retentive when it comes to punctuality
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe it's a cultural thing too like at least now when we go out with friends or whatever and we're supposed to like be there at a certain time like it is painful to be late like i cannot And even if even if I'm going to be late, like, I feel like I need to text people. I need to tell people like, Hey, I'm going to be late, blah, blah, blah. And then you get there and nobody else is there. Nine times out of 10, nobody else is there.
1: I go one step further. I like preemptively tell people that I may be late if I'm anticipating it. Yeah. Like... Oh, the streetcar just broke down. I might be ten yeah, minutes late. Yeah, it just
0: seems like a courtesy. and then I end
1: up just bulking it through the street <laughs> and I make it on time. And they're like, "I thought you were gonna be late." <laughs> like you thought wrong. See,
0: and that's the tr- that's the key is under promise, over deliver. Right? That way, people are genuinely surprised when you're there like early. Or, I love like, on how time. being on
1: time is over delivering. <laughs>
0: oh my god! I mean, you know, it's it's uh, a thing. Okay, so story time. The roles here have actually been reversed for me, where I have actually been the person.
1: Wait, did you yell at your supermax?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't yell. Just- <laughs> this, is Dr. this is unacceptable you can't keep me
1: late to our meetings he
0: ha- yo he has actually forgotten and skipped out on meetings on me very late <laughs> sometimes but anyway no i had an undergrad volunteer that i was working with you know i expected me to be there on time and a couple of times he kind of like either last minute blew me off or was late and like the third time i was like listen man like this can't keep happening like even though this is a volunteer position you know you need to be here we're expecting you and people are relying on you and I think in better terms than my supervisor had done. But still, the same message was the same. And I think that they appreciated it.
1: Yeah, I remember. It took you like four days to write out the script of what you were going to say to them.
0: (laughs) What? I like to be deliberate. That's fair. (laughs) You're like my sounding board. Like any like big confrontation I have to make, I'm like, okay, does this sound too passive aggressive? Does this sound like, right? Are they going to be too mad at me? It's like this dance of just social interaction that we have to have.
1: Are they going to be mad at me?
0: I mean, you know, I think it's... At the end of the day, you want to work with these people, right? And you want to work with these people long term. You hope. Sure. (laughs) What if your supervisor hears this just No!
1: (laughs) No, but it's different different with your supervisor. I meant like undergrads.
0: Oh, I guess. I think one of the things that like kind of hurt a little bit was getting rejected from the three programs at my, like, undergrad university. Like, I applied to three different labs. And I had I had worked in, like, I think one of the labs. And I, like, knew the other people. And they were just like, no, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Okay. Oh. So, <laughs> story time. Okay. You were here for this. When I applied for doctoral programs, I applied to three programs. I got rejected from... All of them. And I I had to stay in the city that we were because we were together. We mm-hmm. were living together. We had two dogs. Me moving somewhere else wasn't like an option. Mm-hmm. And so after getting my third rejection, I had kind of like a meltdown. I cried on the kitchen floor. I remember I that. I sat there and I went, I'm going to fix this. And I did. And I talked to the person who was now my supervisor yeah. and started my doctorate.
0: So what's the lesson here? What would you say is the takeaway? Is it like a don't give up sort of thing?
1: No, it's don't put things off till the last minute. (laughs) Just like you getting to your lab or me looking for doctoral programs. Yeah,
0: no, that's fair. I think that's the the thread that kind of ties this whole thing together.
1: Yeah, (laughs) time management. Do it.
0: Buying an agenda? Like today, for my birthday, guys, my wife, Anna, bought me an agenda. And honestly, I treasure it so much. It's going to make me feel so organized.
1: I only had it for one hour. If anything happens to this agenda... I'm going to kill myself
0: and, everyone. and everyone else. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. This has been Bite Size Confessional. Hopefully not the last one, but it has been Bite Size Confessional, a segment of Grad School Confessional. I'm Dr. Yoa Many thanks again to my co-host, Anna. Anna, how do you feel about the switch to Twitch?
1: You've heard of Elf on the Shelf, now introducing Switch to Twitch. I hate it.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you write these things for me? <laughs> One of these... I'm going to get you into puns one of these days. Mm. (laughs) If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes so that others can benefit from our mediocre advice. Please also share us with your social network and follow us on Twitter at GSConfessional. And if you have a confession you'd like to make, please use the anonymous link in the description or email thegradschoolconfessional at gmail.com. We're still waiting for your funny, interesting, or controversial confessions. Until next time, in the name of the Father, the Son and the principal investigator, amen.
1: Switch to